Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend time catching up, we share something we've loved recently, and then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to the things that are going on right now. The type of things that are big conversations, but we think it's really important to kick off that conversation and make it more normal to speak about these things. If you enjoy the episode, please don't forget to hit follow on whichever platform you are listening to us on now. And you can always get in touch with us in the contact details in the show notes as well, if you would like to. We'd love to hear from you. So how are you doing, my love? We are edging towards the end of November, Thanksgiving. Are you excited for Thanksgiving? I am excited for Thanksgiving, although I feel slightly under pressure. because I said to Taylor, send me a list of the things that we will need. Mm-hmm. like forgotten what a big chore it is to find stuff in a country that was not well that we won't be having turkey for starters there'll be no turkey and do you know how hard it is to find mac and cheese cannot find mac and cheese so really? this is it's out there somewhere it will be somewhere just not in the normal <laughs> store so what originally i thought this will be really fun to do our own thanksgiving i just need to get over the hurdle of finding the ingredients first (laughs) so that'll be fine we'll be good oh but that's part of the fun right it makes you so much more thankful exactly yeah grateful for uh all the exercise i got running around supermarkets to try and find the ingredients exactly and when you sit down and you eat that mac and cheese it's going to be even more that it's going to taste even better because you put so much effort into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I the thing is, I can make the mac and cheese like relatively from scratch. Like I can just make it with cheese, cheese. I just can't find the right shape pasta. It's the bit I'm tripping up with. So maybe we'll have penne mac and cheese. Is it mac? It's not. It's like pen and cheese. <laughs> I was about to say to you, oh, there's some in Sainsbury's. I'll send it to you. I'll pick it, you up a bag, and then I'm like, what am I going to do? Mail like mail. If you could, babe. Macaroni. That'd be great. <laughs> it's probably going to take weeks to get there anyway and in the new year you'll just have this dried macaroni then i will be thankful and grateful that the postal service actually delivered it at all yeah <laughs> how are you what have you been up to i am good this like last week or so i've really tried to like lean into this time of year a bit more because i feel like every well, once the clocks go back, all you and I say is, so dark, so early. And it is dark really early. And it's dark in the mornings and it's colder and it's rainier. But this year I thought, you know what? I can't change it. Let's lean into it. So I spent Friday evening rearranging my living room again. It's all I seem to do. And I'm loving how cozy it feels. And I may or may not have cracked out some of the wintry scents to start burning and making my home feel cozy. I think, yeah, you just got to lean into it. I mean, I will admit you found it a lot easier being here because the days are pretty much like almost as short here in Croatia. as I think they're like an hour longer. The sun rises an hour earlier here, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's setting at like 4.30, 4.20 or something like that. So similar to in the UK, but it's, what well, I said, it's chucked it down with rain all day today and yesterday. But earlier this week, it was sunny every single day like not warm not really warm but that it makes such a difference it not being cloudy and gray every single day and I think that just is the big 
big difference. And then I'm more inclined to actually get cozy and like embrace it in the evening and watch a nice yeah. movie and crack out the candles. And today we got apple and cinnamon tea and all that kind of thing and actually enjoy that a bit more rather than like feeling miserable about how crap the weather is. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week that I'm doing the 35 Thrive thing. No. Thinking about this. Okay, so if I can find the woman on TikTok, I will link her down below because she is a Pilates teacher who came up with this idea about 35 Thrive. Um, I won't lie. I think in part it's 35 days because 35 rhymes with the word thrive, but whatever, there's zero judgment here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a take on the 75 hard, 75 soft, which is so popular um and for those who want to wear like 75 hard is like loads of people do it in january it's like you don't drink you exercise a hundred times a day you read a book a day it's like all these really like it's not literally that but it's very extreme it's basically even as someone who likes to read and work out and eat healthily and challenge themselves i think it just sounds like misery and Mm -hmm. Actually, this year, there was a lot of people talking about it and being like, actually, is this a good like a good thing? But that's a conversation for another day. 35 Thrive is more about like doing things for 35 days to get you in a really great headspace before the end of the year. And the idea being that it'll end like early December. So you can fully indulge in the festive period. You don't have to worry about managing workouts and stuff when you've got Christmas parties. I am hoping that it will be like something I continue past this because I'm actually really enjoying it. But part of it, is that you go outside every day. You don't have to like go outside for ages, but you go outside every day to get some daylight. And so, and I just find it helpful having a tick list. So I've been doing that. I've been working out most days, eating a bit more healthily, drinking enough water. And it sounds silly because they're all like the basic things that we should be doing as human beings, but it has made a real difference because going outside then means exactly what you just said. When I get back, I don't mind putting on an extra layer to feel cozy at home and getting under a blanket. Because I've had the fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, this was the, like, you know, like the morning routine thing that we were speaking about a couple of months ago. Yeah. And I still, as soon as I get up every morning, I still go outside and sit outside. Even though it's getting colder, I still go outside and sit and read my book and do my journal for at least 20 minutes. Like sit outside, get daylight. Mm. But now we've, it's getting a little bit harder because the days are shorter, but We've walked 10,000 steps every single day for two and a half months now. And we cannot, it's got to the point where we can't break the habit. Like if if one yeah. of us, like we can't slip up now. Point that it's been storming all day and we actually went to the shopping center and we're like mall walkers and we just <laughs> walked laps um, because we need to get our steps in. But the difference you're it so- has made is like, oh you're God. right, it is absolutely amazing and since we've been back from the US as well like eating so much better not drinking and yeah it basic things makes a big difference it does especially at this time of year um but I've been really enjoying it but having yeah going outside on the days where I can't get outside before work or I'm not commuting into work I've also put my sad light box on my desk so I just put that on every morning when I sit down at my desk even if I have been outside but for like 10-15 minutes mm. just like help things get going you know yeah yeah all about those marginal gains exactly every like the small things that you can do to make the day a bit easier exactly what is your recommendation my dear Mine is a movie, and I actually watched it on the flight back from Florida. It's called Bullet Train. 
And what I saw it ages ago and the reviews were like a bit hit and miss, but it's all set on a bullet train in Japan, which is why I really wanted to see it. And it's an action comedy, which is one of my favorite genres. To the point mm-hmm. where I was laughing out loud on the plane, which apparently was really yeah. embarrassing for Taylor sitting next to me. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those single location movies. It all takes place on the Japanese bullet train, which is the super high speed train that runs through Japan. And the f- story follows there's five assassins on the train and they all believe that they are there for different missions. But essentially they cross paths on their escapades through the train and find out that there's they all have something in, in common. And that's why mm. they happen to be on the train. Um, Ladybug is the main character played by Brad Pitt, who's kind of like a reluctant assassin. Um, uh, but there are so many famous people, in it, like hilarious cameos from like Ryan Reynolds is in it for literally like two seconds. Uh, <laughs> like Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum. So, so many like, amazing actors and actresses in it. And there's some of it that's a little bit gory but it's like comedy or kind of like you know when there's blood spurting out sort of yeah. thing and the character is terribly inconvenienced by a knife in his chest or whatever it's it's all like <laughs> a little bit kind of tongue-in-cheek yeah. but it is really really entertaining really good wasn't what I expected at all and even though I'd seen the reviews were a bit hit and miss I actually thought it was really great I enjoyed it a lot so would definitely recommend I think I saw it's is it Amazon it's on a streaming service, but I'm pretty sure it's not Netflix. Um, so yeah, I recommend giving it a watch for a like fun, easy movie. I actually have that on my plane next week. Um, oh, Because yeah. I saw it. So I was going through the movies. Annoyingly, Virgin don't tell you every movie, which is upsetting. Um, but one of the movies that's on there is Bullet Train. And I was like, oh, it had Brad Pitt in it. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that's about, but um, maybe not. Um, but if it made you laugh, I'll watch it because I love to laugh on a plane. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. Also, interestingly, I watched uh, Where the Crawdads Sing on the plane. and That's on uh, my plane? Hold on, did you fly with Virgin or Delta? Flew Delta, but they're partners, aren't they? So they must have the there same... That, I was going to say, stuff. you've got all the films I've got. <laughs> but uh, true to your theory that you cry more on the plane, I was like a sobbing wreck at Where the Crawdads no. Sing. No, see, this is the thing. After, since the incident with Molly's Game, and if you're new to the podcast, I watched a Molly's Game on a flight to Singapore. It's not a sad movie. It is not a sad movie. It's not a sad movie. I was inconsolable. Like, I could not stop crying to a point where Alex was like, you've got to stop because the air stewardesses are going to come over. Like, she kept, like, leaning out and looking at me because, like, it was a night flight and I was sobbing my eyes out. Anyway, since then, I'm very careful about the movies I watch on a plane. Um, which is why I'm up for saying that la- makes me laugh. I'm not going to watch Crawdads if it makes you sob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is your recommendation? Mine is a series that is back, and I'm thrilled that it's back. It's Louis Theroux's new series, and he is doing a series of interviews with different people, um, like celebrities, and his interview style alone is brilliant. I think he manages to pull tidbits out of people that maybe um they wouldn't naturally discuss or just the way in which he introduced people I think is really interesting we've watched two episodes so far one with Dame Judi Dench absolutely brilliant um I just adore her she is an icon and then my favorite one was with Stormzy 
I love Stormzy. I love mm-hmm. Stormzy. Me and Alex are big Stormzy fans. He's probably one of the top played artists in our household. Um, both musically and as a human being, I just think he's a cracking person, like good egg through and through. Anyway, um, that was only like solidified by watching this documentary. And he talks really mm-hmm. candidly about like his um, like his experience with poor mental health and quite frankly about, although he doesn't go into a lot of personal details, he does speak quite frankly about the end of his relationship with Maya Jammer. Um and just is quite, what's the word? Like just quite, um, what is it like when you're an open book? Honest? Not honest. Yeah, I guess maybe, maybe it is honest. Like, yeah, he came across as quite like, this is me laid bare. Um, and it was obviously in part promo for his new, um, new album that released in a couple of weeks. But I would, it's a really interesting conversation. And there was a, ouch, there was a lot he said and, stories he told I don't want to give too much away but stories he told and I just thought okay it's really interesting to hear you talk about this in this context and be as vulnerable as you were being um, especially as somebody who doesn't tend to do big interviews he talks a lot about imposter syndrome and how like the -hmm. reality of like how he felt after he was on Time magazine and all of those sorts of things really interesting I think People who enjoy the conversations we have on this podcast will enjoy the conversation with Stormzy because a lot of the themes are touched on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Can't say I'm like a massive fan of his music just because it's not my thing. But ever since he um he set up an imprint with Penguin Random House, um, yes, murky and Good. yeah, and I just think like everything that he stands for. And his, I guess his his reasons for doing things always come across as really authentic to me. Mm. So I'm pleased that that's like how he comes across in that interview as well. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. And there's none of this, like, I think sometimes there's with these sorts of interviews, people want to like be like, oh yeah, I'm amazing. And there's none of that. It's more, Mm. of course I'm doing this. Why wouldn't I help raise other people up? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Also, Louis Thru is hilarious. I just love him. He talks about his rap as well. Oh my god! What channel is it on? It is on iPlayer. Okay, amazing. I can watch that then. We have spoken a lot recently about changing your mind and changing the direction you're going in. But what we want to talk about this week is being content with your choices and leaning into the decisions you've made. It's so easy to constantly compare yourself that actually, even when you make a decision that feels like the right one in the moment it can be very easy to let that comparison creep in and kind of question whether you made the right choice at the time or regret a choice you made without really giving yourself credit for why you made that decision. Um, But actually, as soon as you start to be content with your choices, there's a whole sense of freedom there. Yeah, I was going to say that accepting that the choices you made led you to this point and being content with that, I feel like is a huge part of self-acceptance because it's Mm. so so easy to fall into that comparison trap with friends and family colleagues even people we follow online and we end up always thinking the grass is greener on the other side obviously again not thinking that everything you see and hear from everyone around you is their own highlight reel but the reality is the reality is it's impossible to make the correct choice every time yeah like this and that's why I feel like this conversation is not about trying to always make the right choice but more about accepting 
the choices you made have led you here and what's happened has happened, whether that's good or bad. You can't change what has passed and those decisions you made. You can make peace with them and then use them to inform the best decision that you can make next. Mm. I think the making peace with it is so important because whatever decisions we make, we always make them and well, often we make them with the best intentions and the information we have at the time. And we make them because we think they're going to put us on the right path or send us in the direction closer to where we want to be. And we can never foresee how things will actually turn out. And it's very easy to think back, go, I should have done that differently, or I should have said no to that, or I should have said yes to that, or why did I accept this job over that job? But actually making peace with the fact that you cannot change it, you can't change what's happened, you can only change what comes next. I think it's really important in that self-compassion piece of learning to Mm -hmm. trust that you made the best decision you could at the time with the information you had and just accepting it because it frees you to then think about your next step if you're constantly thinking back going I should have done this or I shouldn't have done this and you never make peace with where you are now you can't you almost don't have that freedom to look ahead and pivot Mm. I think there's I don't know if paradox is the right word but feel like that's the it's like this huge flaw in doubting your choices and the self-talk 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 <laughs> that surrounds that because if you're always questioning yourself and the choices you've made then you're like almost training your brain to doubt itself and then you'll end up always being unsatisfied in the present moment and you'll always think well if I'd have done x thing instead then I'd be happier if I'd chosen to go down x path instead of this one then I would be happier you convince yourself that if you'd made another choice you'd be happier mm. but the reality is you if, if you've self-taught yourself into this position where you're always questioning and doubting your choices the chances are whatever choice you've made you're never going to be happier because you're spending all of your energy doubting that choice rather than yeah. enjoying positives that might have come with it or what's gone right like who's to say if you'd have picked the other choice that things would have worked out they could have worked out a whole lot worse I think that's the thing we always assume maybe the other choice would have been better it could have actually been a whole lot worse and that's I think think, a huge part in accepting the choices that you make like you always assume they're going to be better they might not have been I think that's really important actually that we assume that things will be better and they would have been better. Mm. I actually think that's a really convenient excuse to use a lot of the time. It's mm-hmm. very easy to be like, oh, well, things would have been better if I'd made a different choice. Well, guess what? You didn't. You are where you are. And it's very convenient to go, oh, well, this is bad now because I made a bad decision in the past and blame that previous version of yourself. It might be completely true that things are bad now because of something you did before. But it's like you were saying, you've got to move forward with it. You can only change what's coming. You can't change that. And it's far, it might not always be easier, but I think it's far better to try and find that contentment and make peace with it and go, okay, yeah, maybe things would have been better. It doesn't matter because here is where I am. What am I doing next? Yeah. I mean, people always say it's impossible to predict the future, which plays into this. You can't predict mm. which choices are definitely going to be right, but you also can't predict the past either. You can't predict yeah. what would have happened if you'd made a different choice. And I almost feel like our overreactive, imagine, overreactive, overactive <laughs> imagination leads people to 
like torturing themselves with all of these other possibilities that probably weren't on the table in the first place but and like you were saying you you make a choice based on the information that you have at the time and I feel like that's quite humbling in a way like you that's part of like living in the present and accepting the moment and accepting where you are and making the best of that situation is that you can't change what's already gone you only know the full details that you have now and that's all you knew when you made the decision and I I know it's like so it feels so difficult to come to terms with that but you can only know what you know I think what's also really brilliant is obviously we're approaching it from a be content with your choices even if it was maybe now you view it as a bad choice it works the other way as well being content with your choices and being content with where you are I think allows you to be more grateful for what you have like Mm -hmm. you can look back and go actually that was a good decision and it was a really scary decision at the time but look how it worked out like maybe it was really scary for you to put yourself out there and try dating someone new but then you've had a great relationship or you've had you've learned a lot about yourself maybe changing your career was really scary at the time but you can look back now and see how you've grown and the opportunities that came out of it and that's brilliant like as soon as you start to be content with where you are you can feel that real gratitude for all the little parts of it and you can feel gratitude for that past version of yourself who maybe took a risk or did something different and that really helps with self-compassion I feel like that um we did that episode on like does happiness kill ambition and I feel like that's a really similar conversation where if you're so like if you're too busy looking at the next choice and the next big thing you need to do you never get to enjoy the contentment of being in the moment and appreciating where you are and what you've achieved and what has led you to this point and if you're always convinced oh well I'll be happy when I reach that next thing and that next thing and that next thing then again you're still never going to be happy with your choices because you'll always think that happiness or contentment or success or whatever it is that you're striving for is at that next point yeah I think as well you run the risk of if you're if you can't be content with where you are and the choices you've made you then enter quite a reactive mindset where you're where you're where you're constantly trying to course correct. So if you can't mm-hmm. be grateful for where you are and where you've got to, and you can't go, yep, okay, made the decisions I made, etc. If you're constantly then going, okay, but if I do this thing, it will counter whatever I did in the past. You're not enjoying everything as much as you could because you're focusing too much on the minutia. You're trying to course correct constantly to try and go and undo something that's been done. And I think often we don't see it as trying to undo things because we go, no, 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 we're moving forward. But if you're you're kind of moving forward with one foot still back in the past and you're far better mm-hmm. to go, okay, hold on. Here's where I am. Does where I am align with where I want to be? Yes or no. If my previous actions and decisions don't kind of haven't got me closer to that, what can I learn? I think it's fine to look back to learn, but then you just mm-hmm. have to, focus on moving forward instead of acting to react to what you previously did mm-hmm. but then I also feel like this kind of the idea that a decision feels more painful like before we make it mm-hmm. and I think this is the the thing like in that situation you hype up a decision so much in your mind you're so anxious about decisions you made in the past and you're anxious about the future and if you're making the right decision 
decisions feel most painful before we've made them. They feel like impossible. But then when you think about those big decisions that you've made in your past days, weeks or months later, the decision often feels really insignificant in hindsight because you've already chosen that path and you've already gone down it. And -hmm. I feel like that's part of like that, that acceptance of the decision that you've made like chances are any big decision that you've made in your life a lot of the time you look back and you're like oh god that felt massive at the time like that felt so so huge and once you've gone down that path of of that decision and accepting it or not even accepting it but you you've chosen that route and you have to keep moving forward the decision is so far behind you that it feels insane that you were so hung up about that decision in the first place and that's why that that anxiety Mm. around making the decision based on past or the future or whatever it is that's like kind of causing you to get stressed it often does kind of pale into insignificance once the decision is made you said this to me earlier and I just thought it's one of the best things I've heard in ages because it's so accurate Like when you're in that mindset where you have to decide if you're moving or whether you're breaking up with someone or whether you're accepting a job or whether you're, I don't know, anything, it's so hard. You can't imagine it never not being hard. And it, funnily enough, I can't remember who I was talking to. It was a week or so ago and I was chatting to someone and you moving to Australia came up. And I don't really know how it came up. I must've been talking about the podcast, but, and they went, oh God, that must've been so hard. Like, to have her move to the other side of the world and I was like it was and at the time I remember I don't know if I've told you this I remember going home and crying when you told me you're moving to Australia I knew oh like I, I knew like it had always been the plan but you told me on the when was it it might no it must have been yeah no it, you told us in like March I went home and I sobbed and like the thought of you going was horrific and then by the time October came and you had gone it was fine. And yeah. like, I appreciate it was far harder for you to make that decision than it was for me to witness that decision. Like, But it's funny it came up the other day because it really crystallizes what you've just said. Like when you're thinking, and it goes for anything, when you're thinking about something happening, it's so much harder. When it happens, you're, you've got to deal with the situation that it's happened. Like, yeah. and I think that's why once you'd left, I was like, oh, I can't do anything about it, can I? Better carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Prior when I came back then I left me. again and you were like whatever piss off <laughs> yeah like, oh fuck off there at least it's Croatia it's a bit closer this time very considerate <laughs> but it's that thing of like but but then that exact thing of this time I was like okay it's not going to be nice but it's fine because you can't you know you can't change it and that makes it easier I think in some ways like so as soon as you lean into that and go I can't change what happened it becomes a little bit easier you're not responsible for changing the past yeah, and there's a there's a really interesting episode of uh, the Hidden Brain podcast, and they talk about this and how people think that having more choice means more freedom, but actually, like they did this whole big study and they found that when a decision was irrevocable, like so, when once a decision is already made and it's done, people were able to find peace with it more quickly, and and move on. Whereas the ones who had the option to change their mind and choose between two different things. They couldn't move on and they kept coming back and second guessing their choice and trying to change their mind. Whereas the group that had made the decision, they just carried on. Their life carried on and mm-hmm. they, they they forgot about the study. They forgot about the decision and they then rated their levels of happiness 
as higher. So I think we have this idea that, oh, if we've got all of these huge choices in our life, then we're going to be happy because we've got so many options to us, open to us rather. But then when you're in the position of second guessing which path is the right path for you, that can actually feel far more overwhelming and stressful than just being like, nope, this is my decision. I've made it. This is the route I'm going down and Mm. the decision is made. I agree. And I think we live in an age where it's so easy to look over the fence and go, Mm -hmm. they've got it better. They made different choices to me. I should have done it differently. When in reality, like you only ever see a snippet. And I know we say it a lot, but it's so true. And I could very easily sit here and be like, oh, I'm not content with our decision to stay in the UK. I should have moved abroad like Kelly and had more excitement in my life or whatever it was. But then on the flip side, you could say, oh, I should have stayed in the UK because I would have had more stability like Charlotte has. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. and neither of those things are true. Neither of those things would have necessarily happened had we have made different choices. But I think it's easier now to compare. So therefore it's easier to be less content with your choices, but really you cannot change it. You can only move forward and- And you can't foresee every outcome either. Say Say you chose to move abroad tomorrow. Who like who's to say it would work out and be everything you hoped? If I had chosen not to leave and stay in the like, who's to say that someone else's decision is the right decision for you? Like mm-hmm. again, it is exactly that. You're looking at someone else's life and painting a picture based on like the limited amount of information that you have available to you. Yeah. But and humans do learn from watching others and making those informed decisions. But at the end of the day, it's going to be trial and error because no one's lives are exactly the same as someone else's. No. And that's brilliant. That's excellent. Because it also means that if you witness people make decisions and they are, they land them in a bad position, you can be grateful and you can learn from that. But you don't have Mm -hmm. to worry constantly about whether or not you've made the right decision. You just have to focus on, well, this is a decision I made. Let's stick by and let's try and like be future focused and think more about what can you do to get you closer to where you want to be. Yeah, sure. It might mean that you take a bit of a detour, but I don't know. That's often not a bad thing. Yeah. And I I do, I do think as well, as much as we're looking at this from like the position of, did I make the right decision? It is also a really good opportunity like you were saying before to practice gratitude and to be able to sit and appreciate there's some just because there's somewhere different that you want to be headed or you've not quite reached an achievement or a milestone that you want to it doesn't mean that there's no success in your life i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you've still achieved so much like what about 18 year old you like how in awe of you would 18 year old you be like yeah. the amount that you have achieved is so worth appreciating and being grateful for and i think that is part of being content with your choices is appreciating what you do have rather than constantly looking at at it from the perspective of oh maybe I would have this instead if I'd made a different choice yeah that's really true we hope you found this conversation helpful um it's something we've been speaking about more and more recently and we won't really want to bring that to the podcast too so let us know your thoughts please um any ways that you find that you can practice to be more content with your choices and live more in the moment. All of our contact details are in the show notes. So you can get in touch via email or on Instagram. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. But in the meantime, please stay safe. Bye. Bye.